Welcome to the Child Care Pro Circle Podcast, where we educate on topics that are directly related to the business of child care. Please enjoy the expertise of our special guests in an adult-friendly, relaxed atmosphere. Get ready to take away some useful gems, so feel free to take some notes. This podcast aims to help child care professionals leverage information to create processes, scale, and grow their businesses. I am your host, Spring C. Jackson, child care owner, best-selling author, speaker, and your Winner Circle child care consultant. All right, I am so pleased to have my special guest, our newest super friend, Miss Sherry Darden, on the show with us. Now, Miss Sherry is CEO of CIRSBY LLC. The acronym means Can I Run Something By You? and has worked in the human resource industry for 16 years, gaining experience in employment law, leadership and development, and DEI. As a seasoned CEO growth strategist, she is passionate about advancing the conversation of inclusion and equipping the CEO and their team to create a good culture quotient, CI. Besides campaigning CI, she is also involved in public speaking and C-suite consulting. Her teacher repeatedly marked her grade card when Sherry is a bright student. She just talks too much. With her degree in human resource management, she has taken that critique and followed her gift to facilitate great sessions like the benefits of us. With her degree in human resource management, she has taken the critique and followed her gift to facilitate great sessions like the benefits of using DISC. Outside of the office, Sherry enjoys rooting her native KC Chiefs practicing culinary skills to satisfy her foodie interest and planning her travel escapes to beaches everywhere. Welcome, Sherry, and thank you for your time and for sharing your expertise. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. Go Chiefs. <laughs> Absolutely. And I was unaware that you are sounding like a diehard Chiefs fan, and I happen to be a Chiefs fan as well. I think I've been a Chiefs fan for over 30 years. I think I just aged myself, but okay. So I was 11 <laughs> when we everybody. Okay. So right, right. Well, most of mine, that's kind of where I was going with that. So everybody, I grew up in Chicago when I was little, when I discovered sports and I loved sports. And so I, everybody was a Bears fan. And of course my motto forever was if only to be different. So of course I, I, I just kind of gravitated toward the Chiefs and I've liked them ever since. So cool stuff. Yeah, born born and raised in Kansas City. So um, you know, I live here in the Dallas Fort Worth Metroplex and so everybody's got their college flags flying uh-huh. around and the Dallas Cowboys flying yep. around. I'm like, listen, you know, just just leave my house alone. <laughs> right. Mind your business. Exactly. Absolutely. For the avid, avid TikTok fans, you knew what that meant. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's get it started. So I always uh, like to read your bio, kind of tell um, the listeners, uh, read you up, so to speak. But I also mm-hmm. would like to give each one of my guests the opportunity in your own words, please tell who you are and what it is that you do. Okay, so um, I started, I've been a serial entrepreneur uh, since 1990. I've been self-employed since 1990, and I've had some successes, and I've had some fails. And so this recent venture, and and it's called Hersey, and it stands for Can I Run Something By You? Because that's what everybody was saying, hey, Sherry, can I run something by you? And I'm like, okay, uh, I don't need any more chicken dinners or any more chicken salads, so I'm going to start charging for this. And so... It's just kind of play on on the words. And so I walked out with two paychecks in my hand in 1990, and I didn't look back. And I my background is accounting. So my first degree is accounting, and I talk too much, just like my grade school teachers. And her name was Miss Shirelli. <laughs> God rest her. She's like, Terry talks too much. And so um, I talk too much as an accountant. And it just threw attrition and just threw demand and this is part of entrepreneurship through demand 
it was HR topic. And so I went back to school and got a degree in human resources management. So that's why when you're reading my bio on employment law, so mm-hmm. sometimes I, I set as a subject matter expert when people are going through um, arbitration, you mm-hmm. know, to settle HR um, law, those types of things. And of course, since George Floyd. Diversity, equity, and inclusion, which is what DEI stands for, for those who are not familiar with that, that is one of the things that has taken up a lot of my my business. Um, it's an industry. It is not for the faint of heart, and DEI kind of falls underneath that um, HR umbrella, if you will. And one of the things that you and I are going to be talking about this is our communication styles are part of diversity. You know, most times people think, age, sex, religion, those types of things, that kind of Title Seven kind of thing are what diversity is pretty everything. And so I kind of have a 360-degree approach in diversity. And one is about how we communicate, because we all communicate differently. Right. Yeah, and so that's pretty much what I'm doing for my business now. And then as a CEO growth strategist, I kind of help CEOs fill in the gap. Um, I have one client with always call me and go, but I'm CEO. Do I have to know that? And I'm like, yes, you do. Absolutely. (laughs) So so it's just to kind of make sure that they're well-rounded because we see on the TV all the time is I didn't realize I left this to my accountant or I Mm -hmm. left this to my HR person that I didn't know. And, you know, I come my mom, God bless her soul, used to say, no, just enough to be dangerous. Absolutely. That's it right there. Just enough to be dangerous (laughs) because I am the queen of delegation. And so I, as a child care provider, a child care consultant, I would like all of our child care providers to be able to put their businesses on autopilot. But you have to know just enough to be dangerous. You have to know what to delegate and what to look for in that delegation so that you know that the people that you're paying to do the things that you no longer want to do, no longer have the time to do, or want to get back to what you actually got in the business for to be able to enjoy the fruits of your labor what they're supposed to be doing and so that you're not being tricked you're not being um you're not paying for sub power labor as well as you know other factors that factor into just knowing enough to be dangerous so just you know and the sub power also too means are they legit <laughs> yeah exactly so do um, they know exactly yeah. what it is that you need and i mean because people talk a great game and then yes, don't execute or do not um put out the work they that they said the that they yeah absolutely yeah. they don't put out the the caliber of work that they yeah. talk themselves into that position for and i've been yeah. through that so I now do my due diligence to actually go a little bit further in my investigation of, are you really equipped to do this? Because yeah, throwing away absolutely. money is not something I'm, you know, fond of doing. So, and I'm sure well, as... Well, not even throwing away money. Mm-hmm. You know, spring, I would say that um, the last job that I had, and again, just walked out with two paychecks in my hand. I walked out with a several seconds, walked out with my last two weeks paycheck because one plus one was equaling three. Right. And one of the things, and I had found another job, and the CEO brought me in and said, you know, you're right, you know, things are so like something stinks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My mom used to say, have a saying, something stinks in Denmark. And I had found another job, and he's like, yeah, you're right, we're going to, we're filing bankruptcy. And just to make mm-hmm. a long story short, he he was a Richard Gere and Pretty Woman. And if you remember, okay. Richard Gere played the guy that would, go to companies and break them down. Right. Yeah. And that's exactly what he was doing. And I said to him, the way that I said to everyone else, being growing up in Kansas City, I started off in high school um, as a tax practitioner, you know, during tax season. Yeah. I would tell people, I am too free to go to jail. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm cute. I, I'm, I'm not doing that. And so right. as a CEO, when you're hiring people, but at the end of the day, you're signing your name. Exactly. On the responsibility is ultimately is. yours. Yes, yes ma'am. Yes, Absolutely. Ma'am. So yeah. you cannot plead ignorance yeah. in everything because ultimately the responsibility is yours. And so you must know just enough to be dangerous. Like that, that, that quote just continues to be relevant in each part of this yeah. conversation because... You cannot just plead ignorance and say, well, I didn't know I left it to that person, but you're the business owner, so you have to know enough 
to delegate correctly and check the work. So, yeah, absolutely. Okay, so moving on, let's get our um, second question out of you. What do you feel that it is so hard to get, or excuse me, why do you feel that it's so hard to get and keep good employees? And what can the business owners that have employees do about that? Well, you know, I hate to, you know, hate to be a broken record, and I know everybody's rolling their eyes up in their heads, but it's not going to go away, and that's mm-hmm. COVID. <laughs> oh, well. And so, you know, it's, it's kind of like, you know, we talk about, you know, B.C. before Christ and after death Christ. It's kind of uh-huh. like before COVID Absolutely. and after COVID um, kind of thing, but especially after COVID, because you can't want to go back too far. Um, but things are different. And employees are different. And when we were forced to go back and work at home mm-hmm. and for our employees to kind of be autonomous, if you will, mm-hmm. it's very, very hard to bring them back. So we've all heard, you know, the great resignation era, and mm-hmm. I think we're kind of over that. But what that Just great resignation it. era has, yeah, but it's being replaced because we look at all the layoffs that are starting to happen now. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm a woman of words, and I'm not confessing a recession, but right. things are things are different. You know, things yep. are different. And so, while people are not making mass exodus in the quitting part, uh-huh. they are doing what's called the great reassessment. Uh-huh. And what that means is they're kind of reassessing what they really want. And so, I remember again, I'm I'm started working. Truly started working. My first job was at 11. Worked for a cousin uh, with a restaurant that he had. But I've been working a long time, and there were days, and we're trying to go back, and our employees are not having it. Back to the days of with that iron thumb, uh-huh. you know, watching the clock. Our two youngest generations are like, listen, as long as the work is done, don't tie me down to a clock. Don't bother me. Don't bother me. And they're looking for quality of life. My, I've got new next door neighbors and fresh out of college, and most of them work from home. And I just look at their quality of life. At five oh one, they're out there playing basketball in their driveway mm-hmm. <laughs> because they look for that even kill of the quality of life. And so, you know, I'm Gen X, and my parents, um, mm-hmm. my parents were over forty when they had me, but. Mm-hmm. I was born and raised in a house of, you know, you work hard, work hard, work hard for 40 years and a watch. And our employees are not about that anymore. Not at all. They look at that. Yeah, they're looking at that work-life balance. Mm -hmm. And it's more life-work balance, if you want to put that. Because we were conditioned in a certain way. Society conditioned us in a certain way. We work hard. We work for long um, years. We put money away for retirement. Mm-hmm. We buy the thing yeah. that we can afford within our um, our income bracket. Yeah. We look yeah. forward to um, having a few kids, a dog, um, owning a home and a car. And yeah. we work until we are able to retire. And then when we retire, we get to go have fun and, and um, yeah. enjoy the fruits of our labor if we did it right and retired with enough money to do so. Now, nowadays, me being as an entrepreneur... And watching the new generation is like, well, why in the world am I waiting till my legs are bad, my back hurts, and I can't hardly have that fun Mm -hmm. to actually earn enough money to have some fun, see the world, and do all the things. And so I'm agreeing while being an entrepreneur that has a brick and mortar and has to have employees, I am agreeing with the new age lifestyle, but while trying to still employ employees that have some kind of work ethic left and most of their days aren't call-offs and, you know, barely doing the work, wanting more money for less work, um, wanting more pay for less knowledge. Mm-hmm. And so that's mm-hmm. a whole balance of it in and of itself. That's a whole nother monster, actually, is what I'll call it. It, it is. It, it truly is. And just kind of going back to the question that you asked, you know, about the great resignation era, the great reassessment era, uh-huh. we have also to bring what's called quiet quitting and quiet firing. Uh-huh. And when you think about the quiet, it's like nothing's really being said. And so when we think about quiet quitting, 
it's uh, what you're talking about. If my shift is from 9 to 5, I'm coming in at 8.59 and 59 seconds. Mm-hmm. And I'm leaving at 4.59 and 59 seconds. Just enough to get by. Just mm-hmm. enough so that no above and beyond. Really get fired? Yeah. No, yeah, no but above and beyond. No, no initiative anymore. Yeah. No, I want to prove myself to my company because right. I feel like if they know that I'm a great worker, they I will advance. I will um, yeah. Yeah. get all the things. I'll move yeah. up in the company. But the new mentality is, well, I'll just go get another job. And they're almost forcing employers. Yes, they're out there forcing employers to bend to how they want us to um, behave as as opposed to like them working for the job. It's almost like us working for them and scampering to get them. They're changing the game, so to speak, to make it um, make us fit their mold. And we kind of have to play the the dance. We have kind of have to play the game to have enough people, especially in a service-based business where ratios are important. And it's just like, well, I know you need me, so I kind of get to do what I want to do. And I know that there's a shortage of workers, so I still get to call in two, three times a week, complain because I don't have a check, but I don't come for the money that I actually am, you know, allotted, but then complain I don't make enough. Yeah, it, it, it is. And it, it, there's a little bit of a conundrum. And I think what the quote unquote, you know, prediction of a recession is going to kind of even that out a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then again, you know, again, on the news, we know that they're especially in the um, telecom, talking telecom, yeah. internet, you know, yeah. all of those businesses, I'm talking different generations here, the, the words here in different generations, yeah. it's going to even itself out here a little bit. But here's the yeah. thing when we talk about what can we do about it, Yeah, I think we have to communicate differently. So I did a workshop for a county here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, okay. and it was about gen- multiple generations, and it was a leadership workshop. It was part of a leadership series. And I broke everyone out into five different generations because we had five. We got six now, and we have five. We was five back then. This is before COVID. And I had them break out into different groups, and I had them come up with a song that represented their generation. And then what did they want other generations to know about their generation? And here was one of the things, and it was so interesting because it was the last one we had before the world shut down. And everyone was almost in tears. And it was the millennials were saying, talk to us or die, or we die. We're from the old school of, you know, you don't talk about your problems, don't cry, you know, know, button up, don't tell anybody your problems. Keep it under the rug, Mm -hmm. keep it in the house, the whole nine yards. And the millennials were saying, we've got to talk to this. We are no longer the generation of doing something just because. Exactly. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so I would say if we want to keep our employees, we have to talk to them, not at them. Right. And so communication is key. It the is. other thing I, I say also, too, with trying to keep good employees is when you can and in the capacity that you can spring is let them walk a mile in your shoes. Yes, ma'am. You know, it's just like I, I see my sister and she's got kids and she's got, oh gosh, I guess they're all, I, I don't know if they're, they're at the very, one's at the very, very tip end of millennial and then Gen Z. Yeah. Most of them are Gen Z. Yeah. And it was like, the, the, you hear the phrase adulting, but I don't want to adult. <laughs> because they didn't have to worry about now adulting is ghetto. They all the lights so on and the heat on and they go out in their own apartment and they're walking around with six layers on right. because now they have a gas bill. Right. And so I'm mean, kind of using that analogy. So I would say the two things that are the easiest that would not necessarily cost a whole lot of money. It does take some time to get used to the mindset and, and Rome was not built in a day is communicate with them communicate yes. with them what you need and why you need it and yes. what what okay the how do I want to put it the it goes almost back to biblical write the vision and actually make it plain make it, for them plain and so don't sugarcoat needed, anything yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, but yeah. yeah and so 
And so one of the reasons why there was a big thing about the Great Resignation era is, and I'm working with a couple of companies now with, with DEI committees and, and curriculum and that type of thing, is our two youngest generations need to know what they do is making an impact somehow. Yeah. So when you're talking about child care, it really needs to impart upon them the things that they do, the things that they say, the things that those children see are going to be forming lives. They're going to be forming opinions. They're going to be forming the people that are going to be taking care of them when they get of age. Meaning exactly. these are going to be the people who are going to be keeping your bank accounts. These are going to be the people who are going to be doing your stock market, mm-hmm. all of those things. And in some so of us, for some of us, actually keeping care, taking care of us, we've taken care of them. They'll be taking care of us in our older age. Yes. In certain circumstances, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So I would say those are going to be some easy things to easy things to do. Of course, you know we can always talk about you know compensation and all the good stuff. Absolutely. But I will say that we, even though we think money is the greatest thing, and they will say money is the greatest thing, of course they money will get will get people in the door, but it won't keep them. It will not keep them because somebody else has that same money and or more. And I would agree with you with communication because I have learned to be as transparent as possible without putting them in every part of business information, the stuff that they don't really need to know. But being transparent with them gives them or empowers them to be a part of the vision, in my opinion. And see, like you said, what are we here for? What impact are we making? What are we doing to shape the lives of these children um, and just giving them a picture of that. It's not just about you having a job. It's actually you're responsible for little lives. And so yeah. pointing so that out and communicating yes, that. Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. I would agree with you yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. So hold on, everybody. So we're going to take a little pause here. I would like to thank you all for listening to the Child Care Pro Circle podcast. We're going to take a quick break to recognize our sponsors, and we'll be right back. Child Care Pro Circle Podcast is brought to you by Kingdom Kids Child Care. You're a star too, and not just baskets. Kingdom Kids Child Care is your child's home away from home experience, providing safe, quality care that won't break the budget. Your Star 2 jewelry and gifts are handmade items such as custom-made earrings, jewelry sets, and other handcrafted art pieces, personal items, to home decor. Not just baskets, are homemade baskets created to your exact specifications for any occasion. Birthdays, anniversaries, baby shower gifts, and custom designer baskets for men, women, and children. The book collaboration, Pearls, is a collection of advice and guidance for women who want to excel in various areas of their life, career, and business. In this engaging combination of intimate stories, thought-provoking guidance, strategic advice, and practical tips, 11 emerging leaders share pearls of wisdom. By the time you finish reading Pearls, you'll walk away with a collection of invisible pearl necklaces that will make you feel empowered. You will have a renewed sense of direction and confidence to face what's next for you. Order your copy of Pearls today. Welcome back. I am Spring C. Jackson, your host of the Child Care Pro Circle podcast. And we will continue the conversation with our guest, Miss Sherry Darden. So, Miss Sherry, what do you see as the cost of losing employees during the first year of employment? Okay, this is wonderful. Um, I get excited about this because I'm a numbers girl. So, <laughs> nice. of course, Miss Accountant. <laughs> I am. I'm, yes, I'm, yes. That's the old accountant in me. There, yep. it didn't all, it didn't leave all of me. So, suddenly, the cost of replacing an employee is one and a half to three times the salary of that employee. Hmm. So when we talk about changing the mindset and keeping money and keeping revenue and keeping our sanity, we want to choose the right people. And once we have the right people in, we want to make sure that we keep them. Now, I can't go through through everything, but I just want you to keep in mind when we talk about what's going on. How's it one and a half to to three times? Well, let's say you've got somebody at 
seven twenty five an hour, which I hope you know seven twenty five an hour. That's about thirty thousand dollars. It's about thirty thousand dollars. But let's just kind of use that as a use that as an example. Okay. When you hire someone, there is a cost of maybe placing the ad. Mm-hmm. There is a cost of somebody screening all of those resumes. Right. The time that it takes to bring people in and interview them. So we're going to interview them. So you've got somebody at a salary, right? Right. To do all that. Then there's the time of background check, drug test. You've got uniforms. Now, I worked with the county for two years, and it was just a running joke about, you know, paying for uniforms, and they didn't show up. They quit at lunch. And they rock right out the door. with the, Yeah. <laughs> walk right out the door going, this is... And this, then there's the HR thing. That you can't yeah, even hold a check yeah. to get your name tag back. Or t-shirt, right, or right. shirt, and, or anything. So. Yes, yes. And so I know that's being extreme, but let's just say somebody works for you for 60 or 90 days. Right. Well... They get to file for unemployment. They get to file for unemployment, right? Mm-hmm. That's part of your tax and your insurance and all of those things. While they're there, someone has to train them, right? Right. So let's say you've got the person who you, and normally what you do is you get your A number one person. Yes. So while, while that A number one person was running at 100% capacity, they're now down to 60 or 70% because they have to Absolutely. train this employee. Not to say burnout. Now, that employee leaves. Now, somebody else has to come in, and they have to do overtime. Mm-hmm. If you see all the things, insurance or all the things, so it mm-hmm. takes one and a half to three times that person's salary. Yeah. Now, if there are lots of people who are making, creating a revolving door that also impacts the morale of everybody else that's around. Absolutely. And if they're a bad seed, they're going to bring in bad morale. So it's all Absolutely. of those things. So Plus, really when your hands are, when your lighter hands, it makes for more work. And yeah. so when the people yeah. are gone and you've lost another employee, that means until you fill that position again, everybody's working harder and burning each other yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. And so one of the things I would say would, would help with that is I'm a big job description person. Uh-huh. So I used to go around the country treating on HR law. And I would say, you know, like the Capital One commercial, what's in your wallet? Yeah. I was like, what's in your handbook and what's in your job description? So you really want to make sure that your job descriptions are really as, as honest and transparent right. as possible. Yes, um, I believe I that. I see lots of fun, you know, job description and you get in and life looks a little different. Right. That's and the so transparent again, part that I talked about. Yes. Not just transparent in communication, talking with them, but everything that you lay out in your handbook and in your job description and yes. in your yes. accountability, your Interview. policies and procedures. And I really get really wordy in my um, orientation because I want to empower them with information and not just kind of have them feeling like, what? Nobody mentioned that. I'm not doing that. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, because they'll call you on it. And so, Absolutely. Again, this is the whole thing of, of, you know, we've got all these acronyms around here. You know, DEI stands for Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion. Mm-hmm. And in large companies, there are now something, we've heard of the, the stock market, you know, S&P 500. Yeah. Well, there's now something called the ESG. E is in Edward, S is in Sam, G is in golf. And mm-hmm. not going off on a tangent here, but that's really about your making sure that your your compliances, your governances, and they used to call it sustainability, but it's sociability. And so what I mean by that is many young employees are going to your website and they're looking at what your cause is. So if you say you're about diversity or you say you're about equality, if you say about that, that's the thing that they're coming in and they're looking for and they're going to call you on it. And if they don't see it, they're going to leave. Right. So this day and age, we'll call you on it. They're not going to stay around and take it and say nothing and be miserable or whatever. They're going to say something. This is the day and age of that. 
back in our days. Right. <laughs> They're like it's just having a voice these days. That's all. I mean, and I enjoy it. Yeah. While I enjoy it, you know, sometimes like I have an employee not to put not to put a pin here, but to put a pin here, not to disrupt what you were saying, but to put a pin here. Right. But I have an employee that literally I had to tell her a few weeks ago. I try my my very best to be as professional. It's my job to make sure that I'm as professional as possible with you. And I need you to find a better way to communicate with me because you're borderline disrespectful. And I can't do that to you. And I'm still, I'm, although I am responsible for this business, I'm still a person inside. So I need you to be a little better at communicating and if there's anything that I, you know, need to communicate better, I need you to let me know about that because the disrespect right. here is not going to keep going like this. And so she's right. like, oh, I'm sorry if I come off disrespectful. Yeah, just a little bit. And I know she's younger and all the things and they have, you know, a lot of voice. And but you're not going to come off to me as if like, you know, my job better than me. And this is what I better be doing. I need you to dial it back and let's talk about it in a different way. So. Right, right, and and again, it's it's about sitting down with communication and and having boundaries and that kind Absolutely. of thing. So yeah, okay. Yes, so on to yeah. our next question. So please explain to our listeners what is DISC, and is it just another personality and assessment? Oh God, this I love this. Um, when I was looking for a tool. In my business arsenal, you know, we've heard of Myers Briggs. Yes. We've heard of Disc. We've heard of Colby. Mm-hmm. And I will never speak bad of any of them because here's the thing they all kind of serve a slice of a whole pie okay. and they look at things a little differently. Now, one of the things that's the reason why I decided to uh, get certified in Disc is it's easier. So tell us what it is. I still tell us remember. exactly well, what that what that does for um, so employers. It's, it's a little trivia. I'm just gonna give you a little trivia, and it'll all come into play okay, here. Okay. Okay. This was created by a lawyer. Uh-huh. He was a lawyer. He actually was one of the inventors, co-inventors of the lie detector. Oh, okay. You see, because he was, he was an attorney, and he was like, "How can?" You know people are lying. How can we come in and kind of figure out whether people are lying? And, and we communicate differently. Our behaviors are different. All those things. He also was the creator of Wonder Woman. So if we think about the fictional character Wonder Woman, what is her what is her arsenal? It's the lasso of truth. Right. So everything he does is around talking about whether people are honest or not. And what I mean by honest, I'm not saying people are lying. It's just like in a relationship with your employees, your staff, those, just anybody you're in a, any kind of relationship with. You've been in a relationship with them for a while. And you ask them, because you can tell by their behavior that something's wrong, right? Right. Because they're not speaking or mm-hmm. your behavior's a little different. And you ask them, what's wrong? What do they normally say? Nothing. Nothing. Right. But we know by their behavior or sometimes the things that they say, it's a little different. So this is a person, it's not a personality assessment, even though I think it was popular for people to group it in that. It's a communication assessment. Remember I said with diversity, one of the things in diversity is communicating differently. Right. So... I'm a wordy person. So if you were to look at my, my disc assessment, I'm a high I, high C. And D stands for dominant. And your dominant are going to be your, I call them cliff notes people. Okay. People of very few words. You'll hear them say, okay, what's the bottom line? What's the big picture? Okay, the bottom line is, or let's get to the point. Right. They don't need a whole lot Back of to the chase. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, if, if I need it, I'll ask you. Otherwise, I don't need it. Right. Then you have your eye, you know, which is what they call your influencer. And these are people who are talkative, Miss Ellie. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're talkative, you know, enthusiastic, um, kind of team player. You know, they like to have fun and all that good stuff. And so I'm going to go back to the D. Here's what the D wants. The D wants to just get stuff done. 
Right. I call it the get her done. Remember mm-hmm. the learning table? I just get her done. Get her done. Okay? Get her done. You're, you get her done. And your eyes, again, while again, they're passive, you know, team play, let's do all these things. What's important to them is to get recognized. Right. So when we're talking about motivating, recruiting those right people and keeping those right people, if you call the D, and you're talking a whole lot to them, their face is melting off, and they're looking for the quickest exit. Absolutely. They're the type of people that they're going to tell you, just tell me what you need me to do, and I'll go do it. And they right. go off and they do this. Right. You need instructions, eye, and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. And so your eye is going to be the person uh, that needs to be recognized for what they do. Yeah. No, rally the team. They need the recognition. Yeah, you know, great job. You did a great job. Thank you so much for your help. Those kinds of things. That's how they get motivated. Mm -hmm. By getting things done is the B. By getting recognized is the I. Your S is going to your S is going to be your um, what we call steady, Mm -hmm. and this is going to be your. How do I put it? These are going to be the people who just want to get along. So whatever the majority says, they go with the flow. So what's important to them is just to get along. They just want people to get along. And right. so They're not confrontational. They just kind of want to come to work, do their work, so and go home. You do the work. And so when you ask them what their opinion is, and it's like, oh, look what everybody else thinks. Right. Yeah. Now, see, that's going to irritate a D because they're like, speak your mind. But this is their way of keeping keeping the peace. Okay? Then you've got what's called your conscientious. And these are your thinkers. Normally, not always, these are going to be your accountants. These are going to be your IT people. Very procedural. Yeah. Numbers people. Numbers people. Like not necessarily this. people people. Yeah, absolutely. And so these are going to be the people who like a checklist. And these are going to be the people who are going to be the keeper of the checklist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they will not veer off the beaten path unless you give them another instruction. Well, okay. So that was part of my dominant trait when I okay. was in accounting. And here's the reason why. We talked about your D's. We want to just get it done. We talked about your eyes. We want to get recognized. Mm-hmm. Your... Um, your uh, us want to just get along, but your last one wants to just get it correct. Uh-huh. So they that, okay. can That's what I need. Yeah. It's more or less make sure. And that's what I meant by um, not going off the beaten path. If yeah. someone give, yeah. gave them an instruction and said, this is the way that you're supposed to do it, they're not going to do it another way until you show them or tell them that that's okay to do it different. They're always going to do yeah, it that same way. I ha- I mean, and I said that because a lady who is one of my employees right now just popped into my head when you were explaining her. Exactly. And I mean, she mm-hmm. won't do it different. Somebody told her she can go out a different door, and she said, no, Miss Spring told me that I got to go out that door. And I said, well, ma'am, you kind of slam the door when you leave. So, yes, could you please go out the other door because the little ones are sleeping. And when you leave out the door... And you slam it. So yes, go ahead. Go around the around the bed and go out the other door so that you don't wake up baby and sit now she does the other thing. But, but she had to be re instructed because she just wanted to do it correctly. Yeah. That's the way you taught her, she's gonna do it right. Yes. And and because and they also yes, they wanna get it that way and they also too wanna please and so by baby sometimes going off the beaten path. So one of the things that I really love about this and I use it as a CEO coaching tool and I use it even as a when you ask about BI, all the acronyms, it's a cultural mm-hmm. intelligence. You know, we talk about emotional intelligence and okay. all the kind of intelligence. You need to have a cultural intelligence. And this is a good way, especially for leaders, to know how to communicate with employees because it's not a one-size-fits-all. And this is why right. we get frustrated and go, well, I said this to Susie and John and, and, and Mary, and John got it, but Mary and Susan Yeah, and only John well, picked it up. They, right. Right, right. And it's not a sex thing. Because, again, this is why I love this so much. Because it kind of puts down the barriers of assumptions mm-hmm. that it's because I'm black. 
or it's because yeah. I'm white, or it's because I'm a male, or it's because I'm a female, or it's because I'm Z, or both. Yeah. It puts me in the mind of an educator. And educators actually, if you're an exceptional educator, you understand that everyone on earth learns different. Now, this is about communication, but learning is different for everyone. There's a whole genre of tests and and different things just like these that kind of evaluate the way people learn and how you learn. I'm more hands-on. I'm visual. There's audible. Yeah, well, There's, you know, different kinds of learning yeah, styles. So this yeah. is it kind of puts me in the mind of that for what you do. Well, but for what I do, yeah. it's more of that learning style. So mm-hmm. awesome. But even with the learning style spring, you know, we the way we teach and we learn is how how we communicate. Well, yeah. So there you go. So it all comes right back, yeah, ties so all in all, together. There you are. Yes, ma'am. Yes, yes. And so. The reason why I gave you just a little bit of history behind the, the maker of this is normally we've taken some type of assessment, and after about the probably seventh or eighth question, we know where they're going with it, and we kind of cheat. Yeah. And one of the things that I love is when people came back and like, I tried to cheat, and I, I just couldn't. Nice. And so it's just a way to get your true assessment. And let me also just say this. Whether someone is a D, an I, a C, or an F, there is no right, there is right. no Right, it doesn't make them bad. It just makes them who they yes. are. That That's a personality trait. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. And that's yes, quite ma'am. okay to be who you are. Yeah, and so the last thing about this is is that it, when you do an assessment, it does two things. It gives you the realization of what your style is. And no one is 100% of just one. We all have combinations thereof. Mm-hmm. But we get in tune to how we are perceived so that we can meet others. And so one of the other things that I say with people like, well, I don't want to change who I am. It's not about changing who right. you are. It's about it's understanding. It's about adapting. Yeah. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. And understanding other so people, not just understanding yourself, but also yes. being able to identify who you labor among. Yes, yes. So absolutely. great HR tool. Absolutely. Okay, so yeah. we will take yeah. a, one more pause right here. I would like to thank our listening audience for listening to the Child Care Pro Circle podcast. We're going to take a quick break and um, have some inspirations. So we'll be right back. As child care programs, day homes, and educators begin to return to in-person team meetings and events, it's important that we focus on our educators and building strong teams. A team made up of too many members with the same attitudes and personal approaches will create an imbalance which could prevent the team from working effectively. An effective, well-organized child care team needs a balance of team members who possess a variety of skills, attitudes, and personal qualities. The qualification level and experience of each individual is clearly important because of the needs to comply with statutory requirements, but the personal characteristics of the members of the staff team are also critical. Focusing on your team of educators is critical in providing high quality care. Welcome back. I am Spring C. Jackson, your host of the Child Care Pro Circle podcast. And we will continue the conversation with our guest, Ms. Sherry Darden. So, Ms. Sherry, you mentioned DISC, D-I-S-C. And one of the tools, um, as one of the tools leaders and entrepreneurs can use to take their business and their role to the next level. In your opinion, how would that work, using DISC to go to the next level? How would that work? What I will say is I ask everyone to think about some of the most effective leaders living or no longer with us. Most effective. Mm -hmm. Now, when I say most effective, I don't mean you got to like them. (laughs) Right. Okay. Okay. But it's effective. And the way that they're effective is, again, they know how to speak to their audience. So whether their Mm -hmm. audience are their employees or their audience is their customer. Right. This helps you speak to your audience. And one of the things that this also helps you do is hone in on certain words. Mm -hmm. Again, or hone in on 
communication behavior. Are they wordy or are they, you know, two or three words? So it really helps you become effective because if you realize when you think about the most effective leader, they speak their language. They're like, it's like they're talking to me. Mm-hmm. You heard them say that? Yeah. And I was in an audience of 2,000, but I felt like they were talking to me. You know, right now, yeah. Taylor Swift is, is very popular. Mm-hmm. And what I hear, hear, what I hear girls from 5 to 55, and that's really me, 55, like, yeah, it's just when I heard that song, it sounds like she was talking to yeah. me. She understood me. It's and so, so relevant. that's what I mean. Yes, yes. And so they go out and, you know, they broke Ticketmaster, <laughs> you know, <laughs> trying to get her, trying to get her ticket. Mm. And so when you have people who are effective leaders, they lead with ease. And that's the thing I want you to keep in mind, leading with ease. Because, you know, we can hold our breath and stomp and curse and throw yeah. things and all that good stuff to get people to follow us. Right. But that's tiring. That's tiring for you. It's tiring for the employees, and it only works for so long, Mm -hmm. and then it does just the opposite of what you want. And it's one of the reasons for high turnover. Yes. And so when you speak their language, and you know how to relate to them and communicate to them and get things over to them, it becomes so much easier, and everybody is so much happier. Exactly. The leaders spend less time repeating themselves, (laughs) Uh Uh you know? And then your employees spend less time feeling like, well, he talked at me or he talked right. at me, but they just they don't understand me. Or they don't, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it actually is yeah. a good tool to use for uh, workplace camaraderie. If we almost, mm-hmm. and, and, and again, going back to being transparent and, you know, teaching and talking and communicating in certain ways, Pointing out that knowing these would help you to not only for us as leaders to know who we labor among, but know who you labor among as different employees, as opposed to just thinking that person, she just talks so much, she gets so nervous, oh my God, that's just part of her personality and knowing how to communicate with her and say what you mean, get it out, get out, get it over with and get out of the way will help you and help her and help, you know, whichever one of the different people that you actually have to be in a classroom with or, you know, do some type of task with, you know who you, you know this information, so then you already identify and then you know how to communicate so that it won't be a burden for you. And we're not doing the mean girl thing and making each other mad on purpose and doing, so these different skills will not only help you as a leader, but also an employee. And so... and. Think about how well you can even communicate with a parent. I was going there next. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> so so the, next, the next part of this question was, no. can this disc help with parents, with your clients, with, with your customer base? And I would say absolutely. absolutely. I'll let you expound on that. Yeah, but absolutely. So, again, you know, if, so just to, because I've been doing this a while. So if you've got a parent that can to tell you how they feel, how they feel, how they feel. But I feel like that's a person who's an I. So mm-hmm. one of the things that you have to do is you have to re- you have to recognize their feelings. Doesn't mean you have to agree yes. for those types of things. But you, you have, have to, to validate they are. what they're validate saying. Validate their feelings. Yes, yes. So if you've got a parent who's a D, you don't want to talk about feelings. You want to talk about bottom lines, you know. This is what, what you're going to do to correct this problem. Yes, how much is it, that kind of thing. And so, again, knowing how to, to do that, because, again, you know, when we're talking about children, and thank you guys, everyone who's listening here who is a child care provider, thank you so much for what you do. Absolutely. It is not an easy task, and thank Absolutely God I don't not. have to do it. <laughs> thank you, Lord. <laughs> it's not for the fainted heart. It only looks easy. It is not for the faint at heart, but but again, when you're trying to think about, so if you're warm and fuzzy, and you've got somebody who's not warm and fuzzy, to kind of do that, you know, I'm, I've been watching Living Single, the reruns of that for a while here, <laughs> recently, and you know, it's Sinclair doing the woo-woo-woo, woo-woo, right. you know this? Yeah. I use disc and everything, so they have a D and I, a C and an S in that group. In yes. So I invite people to go back and look at the different personalities. That is pretty to dope to it. even recognize that. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I do. I lived it. I lived it. I, yes. <laughs> I, lived it. 
absolutely of that. And so, yes, that is how you can help and, and make it so much easier. Okay. Uh, and this also, too, as entrepreneurs, this is going to help you retain your best customers. Absolutely. And so that so was the next part good. of that. You're good at this. Go mm-hmm. ahead, girl. So I'm I was, <laughs> no, you are, you keep segueing right to the next part of my questioning. So absolutely. So that the next part of that question was going to be, can the assessment help you make more money? Yes. And you, and you yes. were about to go ahead and expound. There you go. Yeah. I mean, it's, again, so for the childcare industry, you know, meeting that parent where they are, is going to help with the reduce because again, mm-hmm. you know, many times I'm going to be honest with you. Many times, parents will change facilities, and sometimes it's not so much for the child, but it's how you make them feel. Absolutely, absolutely, I cannot agree with you more. And so, if that parent walks away smiling again, same thing of, "Wow, he or she gets me. They get me." Mm-hmm. When you go up on your prices, they don't care. They care my, less. My sisters, yeah, my sister's mother-in-law, I have a sister who lives in Chicago. And her mother-in-law got tired of being laid off and started taking care of her four grandchildren, her first oldest, four oldest grandchildren. Um, and then turned into, um, she bought a home, you know, the, the whole nine yards did very, very well. Very, very uh-huh. well. Sold, sold that existing business. But the thing I want to want to get over to you, and I think forty percent at one point in time were Oprah Winfrey, the Oprah Winfrey Show mm-hmm. employees. Okay. Here's the thing: she gets us. Yes. She understands our schedule. She understands our needs. And by her listening, because we have to listen, and this helps you listen. Just to give you guys a little tidbit here, she ended up with three businesses. Mm. It was the child care. She had an event business, and then she had a catering business. Wow. Listening to her customers, Oprah Winfrey employees, complaining when they would come pick up the child that it was late, it was cold, because, you know, it stays cold a lot where you oh, are. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I'm not in the Midwest anymore. Um, about having to go home and cook. Yeah. You know what she did? She created a catering company. Wow. And Tuesdays. You could pick up your child and dinner? Yes, she did. You go, girl. That's okay. The bar catering, yes, yes. But she listened, yes. and the fact so that awesome. she listened, not only was she sold out in the childcare, but the nosy neighbors were noticing that the parents were, were taking out bags, yeah. <laughs> you know, along with her children, and the neighborhood did it as well. So this is again about meeting people where they are, hearing them, acknowledging their pain, Mm -hmm. getting them, Mm -hmm. and that's what this does. And And because her revenue, her revenue tripled. Absolutely. So there you go. That's um, a testament to yes, Yes. this can actually help you make more money. It can. So, Mm -hmm. um, in conclusion of our um, session or our episode tonight, thank you so much for being with us. Oh my God, we actually we learned so much. So, in my introduction to the podcast, I say that I suggest you take some notes because there'll be so many gems dropped. There were so (laughs) many gems dropped tonight. I'm telling you. Um, just getting this um, system or investigating it a little bit, looking into it, um, bringing on someone like yourself that can help your your leadership team to be better leaders are, is just so essential. Um, but before you go, we end things up, please give the listening audience some tips, some tools, some resources. That I mean, I feel like you've given us all so much, Andy, because you did the due diligence to actually explain each portion of this. So I almost feel like we've already got our tips, tools, and resources <laughs> that will help us right away in our business. But if you can give us anything else, just one last thing, we greatly appreciate you. What I am going to, one, one tip, one big tip I am going to give you is Look at your business from start to finish. Mm-hmm. How are you recruiting? How are you managing? How are you supporting your staff? And it's not necessarily just do something like this, but 
how are you supporting them with training and development? You know, when, when things mm-hmm. get hard, two things go first. Marketing and training. Mm-hmm, much. Because I had to reinvent myself and had to emphasize the importance of training and development when COVID came. Because everybody's uh-huh. like, ah, well, we'll just, we'll just get rid of, rid of training. And part of feeling valued. So in my capstone, one of the things that I had to do was I had to create a business plan and do all the things and what was I going to offer. Uh-huh. And through my research, of the top 10 things that were really important to employees, it's feeling valued. Uh-huh. So feeling valued comes in many different things. But I will say, as an employee, feeling valued is professional development. Uh-huh. Very important. Another, Yes, I will give you a free tool here to help you. And it's called journeyfront.com. So that's J-O-U-R-N-E-Y-F-R-O-N-T.com. So don't take my word for it. It's about the one and a half to three times the cost of replacing an employee. There's a spreadsheet. You can put in your positions, the salary, benefits, all of the costs. You put in the percentage of turnover. So, you know, if you've got 10 employees and mm-hmm. you end up having two turnover each year, that's 20%. Right. You put that in and those numbers will come up for you. So don't take my word. That's a free tool that you can actually use. Nice. To kind of show you bottom line. Bottom line. And awesome. right now, I don't know when this is going to be broadcast, but during our holiday season, I do have a deal running on this assessment. I actually have leadership disc assessment. Okay, hold on, Sherry. Hold on. Work. Let me get to that because I'm going to ask you at the very end. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm going to ask you. I'm going to give you the opportunity to um, make any offers and tell us how we can connect with you. So, um, okay, so don't tell us all now. The questions of the tools? <laughs> no, it's fine. Just that tip okay. was that tip was amazing. So again, I Thank hope you. they are um, taking some notes. And of course, you can listen to the podcast again, over and over and over again. I invite you, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> of course, but yes. no problem. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna revisit that. So, Miss Sherry, we truly appreciate you taking your time to share all of this valuable information. You have really opened the minds of. Um, and brought a different perspective for HR. This is why I enjoy doing this podcast because I have an HR person that I have um, interviewed already and she taught from a different perspective. So there's, I mean, there no one person can do it all or, or talk about it all in our 30-minute yeah. talk. Of course, now we yeah. went an hour because... Miss Sherry already said she was worthy, so we should already know it was going to go a little longer. Plus, I had a whole bunch of extra questions for her, too. Right? Absolutely. She already told us. Now, you know, know who you labor among. She put the disc out there, okay? So, so we appreciate you taking your time to share all this great information with us. Um, I love it. I hope you enjoyed it because we certainly enjoyed it. I did. It. Thank you so much for being on there. So, if you would, so this is your opportunity here. Please share with us one more thing. How can our listeners contact you and support you? So go ahead and give us how to um, connect with you should a business owner want to um, use your services as well as what you may be offering them to um, take advantage of that you have out there right now. Well, on all platforms, I am Sherry Darden. So that's S-H-E-R-R-Y-D-A-R-D-E-N. Love for you to reach out to me and connect with me on LinkedIn. I do a lot, a lot, a lot of posts and articles about diversity, equity, and inclusion, about HR, the great resignation era. So you can get a lot of information there. You can connect with me on uh, Instagram. Again, that's at Sherry Darden. And then you can reach out and connect with me on Facebook. And that's at Sherry Darden as well. well. You can go to my website at SherryDarden.com. Lots of tools, tips, tricks, all of those good things. If you want to do a disc assessment for yourself or for your team members, you can reach me there as well. Very nice. So did you tell us um, the package that you said that you were were going to? 
Yeah, about right earlier. now, so my supplier for disinfectants is having a sale, and I always pass it on to my customers. So through December 17th, you can get either, again, an individual disc assessment or a leadership disc assessment with a one-hour coaching. So you're going to get a 44-page report. Nice and pretty and colored and all of that good stuff. Mm-hmm. I will walk with, walk that through with you so that you're not there just to read it by yourself. We can strategize and walk away with a couple of tips on how to use it with yourself, whether it's email, uh, progressive discipline, communications, meetings, all of that good stuff. So if you go to my website, terrydarton.com, you'll find a link there on the disc, and then you will find that uh, Black Friday holiday discount there. Awesome, awesome. So definitely take advantage of Ms. Sherry's deal. Um, listen to this podcast. You dropped quite a bit of information. Do your own due diligence. Look into it. And I always say delegate what you need to to the experts. Don't try to do it all by yourself. Don't add things to the to the pot that you do not have the expertise in. Yes, we can go and investigate and figure it all out. But I, like I said, I am the queen of yes, I am the queen of delegation and allowing people to do what it is that they do best, as opposed to us having so many irons in the fire that we are a jack of all trades but a master of none and still looking raggedy. Let people do what they know how to do. Amen. So. There we go. We'll go ahead and finish it up for tonight. I thank you so much again, and thank you all for listening. Good evening. Thank you for having me again. Absolutely. I want to personally thank you for taking the time to tune in to the Child Care Pro Circle podcast. We truly hope that the information shared in this episode has enlightened, inspired, or encouraged you to take action in some area of your business. ChildcareProCircle.com is where you will be able to find all of the podcast episodes. They are also posted weekly in our Facebook community, Circle Time with Spring C. Jackson. Services I offer, products, and opportunities to request me to speak to your community, including all of my social media platforms, and so much more can be found on the website, SpringCJackson.com. For the continued success of your child care, I welcome you to join the Winner Circle.